Hello again, everybody. Hola. Uh, welcome to another edition of Sportsbook Confidential. And we're coming to you live from the FingerLakes1.com studios in Seneca Falls, New York. And this little show here is to help you learn and grow as a sports better. And I've got a uh, great show for you today. Uh, we don't have a traditional sports book lesson, but I've got some interesting stuff to talk about. Um, as I eagerly wait football to start, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about football futures today and uh, some wagers you can make on the upcoming season. Uh, we're going to talk college football, uh, CFL, and NFL. And then uh, we have a, a lot of uh, political news as far as sports betting goes. There's um, uh, there was a hearing on Wednesday at the New York State Assembly, and there were a whole bunch of people from different aspects of the sports betting industry uh, giving testimony to the Assembly about what they would like to see happen with uh, sports betting in New York State. And uh, there's about a month left in the legislative session uh, before they wrap up for the year so. Uh, if they're going to do something additional with sports betting, it has to be done in the next month. And, and if even if a bill is passed, there's also no guarantee that the governor will sign it. So uh, some very interesting things to talk about there. And, of course, we've got uh, baseball and uh, a little bit of hockey to talk about. But before we do any of that, let us start by uh, updating my bankroll, as I always do to start off the show. We had another winning week. We went 3-1. and one. Uh, another uh, a jolt in the right direction for the bankroll. We started out with a bankroll of 503, and we had the Yankees minus one and a half runs on Friday, and that was a winner for us, plus $23 profit. And then we had the Marlins on the money line, and that was a loser, minus $17. And then uh, we had the Hurricanes and the Islanders over five goals. I think that had seven scored in that game, and uh, we won $16 profit on that uh, wager. And we had on Saturday, we had the Stars on the money line, uh, plus 136, and that was a winner for us, and that was a profit of $23. So if you do the math, uh, the new bankroll is $548, a nice boost there. And dividing by 30, as I always do, because I, I like to be selective in my wagers, uh, that's going to make our new bet size going forward $18 per wager. So a uh, very interesting uh uh, jump in the right direction. Maybe we'll uh, continue on that tr gravy train and get back to uh, where we started. I, I sure hope so. So uh, let's talk a minute about, before we actually get into what looks good and what, what might we might want to bet on, let's talk a little bit about college uh, football futures and uh, what you can wager on. And these there's a lot more than just what I've listed here. Uh, there, there's uh, uh, the common ones for college football, of course, who's going to win the national championship and who is going to win the Heisman Trophy. And then in the CFL, uh, they pretty much only offer odds on who's going to win the championship, which is also known as the Grey Cup. So, uh, And there are only nine teams in the CFL, so there's not a lot of selection there. And then in the NFL, of course, you can bet on who's going to win the Super Bowl, uh, who's what team is going to win the AFC? What team is going to win the NFC? What team is going to win which division? Uh, you can bet on who is going to be the MVP uh, of the upcoming season and who's going to be the rookie of the year. And they usually um, signify that as offensive rookie of the year because they have they do have an offensive and defensive rookie of the year. So um, they usually you know usually signify that as offensive rookie of the year. 
So uh, uh, those are just real common things that you could, you know, if you were going out to Vegas or you went to a state that had sports betting, you could just go right up and, and ask for odds on, you know, which type of bet you would want to make. So uh, I've pulled up uh, a website called Vegas Insider, which is not really a go-to for, for true odds because they're not always up to date. But uh, I'm going to put that up on the screen, and we're going to start with college football. And uh, you can see the odds to win the national championship, and you can see Clemson and Alabama, who have met in the last two national championship games, are at the top of the list. Uh, but when you're going to bet on a future, you don't really want to – if I placed a bet today – to who's going to win the college football championship in January. You don't want to tie your money up for, you know, six to eight months on a seven to four wager, you know, and that's paying, you know, plus 125 or plus 133 or whatever it's paying. Um, you, you know, you if you're going to place a future bet, you want to do something that has tremendous odds that's worth tying up your money for that period. And then if the team gets close – to actually winning the national championship, such as making the playoffs or getting to the championship game, then you can hedge that bet by you know betting on the other team to win the final game. Uh, you know, in theory, that's you know the beauty of placing a futures bet. So you're looking at teams that have you know real I like to call juicy odds, real high odds. Uh, to win a championship. And, you know, at this point in the season, we can prognosticate all we want. Injuries, weather, missed field goals, all those types of things, funny bounces of the ball can really affect the outcome somewhat. In college football, um, you know, there's, I want to say, a Power Five political factor. The Power Five conferences could pretty much control the um, – Fourteen playoff. Uh, when it goes to eight, I believe that the lesser conferences are going to get at least one bid. So, uh, but for now, you're just looking at the Power Five conferences, and I'm looking at this list, and I see a couple of teams that really, you know, stand out for me. And, and you know, you you have to assume that Clemson and Alabama are going to lose a game this year. And Alabama lost a game last year in. Clemson came close against Syracuse, of course. Um, Syracuse let that one slip away. But uh, if you look right off the top of my head, I see Florida and LSU at 33-1. to 1, And, boy, those are pretty juicy odds. Uh, both of those teams should be in contention for the SEC championship game at least. And you'd think if either one of those won the SEC championship, they would be in the playoff. And then, uh, you know, the Pac-12 is probably the weakest conference of all. Uh, there's a lot of teams on there that are, uh, you know, have really high odds. But if one of those teams can, you know, get through the season at like, you know, 11-1 and one or, or, you know, with one loss and get through the Pac-12, they'll probably make the playoffs. And, you know, a team like Utah at 100-1 to one really, really looks attractive, um, you know, to each their own. You're really you're really grasping at straws here, and I in the Big Ten I like Wisconsin. Um, to uh, they've been consistently uh, good over the last few years. Uh, I feel like at fifty to one that might be worth taking a flyer on. And then as you go down to the I'm going to pull the try to pull the screen down as much as I can here, but you have the Heisman Trophy odds on the same page. Uh, you can't really see 
uh, what what all the teams that are listed, all the players that are listed there, but they're almost all quarterbacks. And the first four are quarterbacks: Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, Tua uh, Tagliavoia from Alabama, uh, Jalen Hurts, who's now at Oklahoma, and Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. So you've got four quarterbacks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the favorite at seven to two. That's plus three fifty. Um, so you definitely want to take a shot at somebody who's at the bottom of that list or not even on the list. And, you know, I might suggest Tommy DeVito from Syracuse because uh, he's in a position to put up a ton of yards. And you could, you know, if you walk up to a sports book, they'll give you a line on him winning the Heisman. And I would expect that it could be at least 500 to one, if not a thousand to one. Um, a lot would have to go Syracuse's way. They would have to beat Clemson. They would have to become at least BCS Bowl eligible. Uh, by that, I mean a New Year's Day Bowl, if not the playoff. Uh, so they would have to, you know, basically have a top 10 type of season. I don't know if they're there yet. But that coach has that program going in the right direction, Dino Babers. He sure does. Um, but if you have one or two sleeper teams to win the national championship, it would behoove you to perhaps – uh, place additional sleeper bet on a play, the best player from that team winning the Heisman. So something to think about. And uh, we're going to move on to CFL futures. And uh, here's something uh, that for those of you that are not into the CFL, but this is a pretty easy futures bet to make if you're going to make a football futures bet. In the CFL, there are nine teams. Six of the nine are going to make the playoffs. So 67% of the teams make the playoffs. Guaranteed the top two in each conference make the playoffs. So in the Eastern Conference, there are four teams, and in the Western Conference, there are five teams. So in the Eastern Conference, two of the four teams are definitely making the playoffs. So you just have to be not in the bottom half. So uh, the Montreal Alouettes are the longest odds uh, because that team is, is, uh, is certainly is currently owned by the league. Uh, the owner got out and they don't have a new buyer yet, and that team is kind of a mess. Uh, but Toronto is very close to Montreal. I think uh, eighteen to one there on the screen. Uh, they might not be that high anymore, but uh, basically any team that's getting more than nine to one odds, because it's nine to one uh, to make the playoffs. Uh, there's you know, there's value in making a futures bet in the CFL. So if Toronto, these teams can change dramatically over the course of the season. There are lots of trades. There's lots of signings from players that get cut by NFL teams. Uh, you know, Toronto, can, if they can get their, you know, act together by the second half of the season, if they're just a 500 team, they're easily going to qualify for the playoffs, in my opinion. So, uh, I think at 18 to one, that's super value if it's still that high. Uh, once again, this site does not always have the most current odds, but uh, if Toronto's getting 15 to one or even 12 to one, that's worth a look see, uh, or any of those Eastern teams except for Montreal. And uh, I think the West is going to be wide open this year. Uh, BC is probably the favorite. Uh, Calgary right behind them, and Saskatchewan right behind them. So, but you know, players have to stay healthy and. Uh, uh, whatnot. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm excited about the CFL. And one more thing about the CFL before I start with the NFL, and that's um, there may be a strike if they don't get a collective bargaining agreement. So I hope that gets settled soon. 
So on to the NFL. Uh, and as you can see, the Patriots are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, they just had the NFL draft. And I have to tell you, uh, you know, the Super Bowl odds are, are a little far for me. But, you know, there, there are certain uh, teams that I think can do very well this year. Uh, you know, I, I'm not as high on the Steelers uh, as other people are. Uh, I really am high on the Texans, assuming Deshaun Watson stays healthy, at 40-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Very good odds. Um, I know the Colts are a little bit more favored in their division, but uh, they've been in the playoffs. They just need to take that next step. Another team that I like is the 49ers, if they have a healthy uh, Jimmy G, J Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they've really started to put a good team together there. Uh, it's funny that they franchised their kicker and the kicker didn't want to sign with them. Um, so that, that price is a little low. The Chargers price is pretty good, 30 to 1. Um, some of these longer odds, there's not, you know, the Panthers can always surprise you. They're 50 to 1. Um, you know the Seahawks at forty to one. If they could put it together, it seems like they're on the 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 downward trend of a you know their quote unquote dynasty years. But if they get a couple of good wide receivers and they can continue that running game, you never know. So let me scroll down here, and uh, there's a couple of uh, odds on to win the AFC and the NFC. Uh, you can see that a team like you know the the redskins the, the the nfc east is is really muddled you know you don't really know where where the eagles are at you don't you know the giants don't look that great um the cowboys seem to be the best team but even they're 12 to 1 to win the nfc uh you know uh, uh, uh the redskins did not miss the playoffs by very much uh they were in it until the second to last week of the season so you you know you look for that and uh uh in the AFC you can see like you know even taking the Bills I, I hate to say it but taking the Bills at uh you know 60 to 1 to uh win the AFC if they make it to the championship game they could easily get a playoff spot this year again staying healthy has a lot to do with it and you could hedge that 60 to 1 against whoever they play um you know they're obviously not a team that I would look for for the Super Bowl but they could make a run, you know, they could win a couple of playoff games and, and be there. Um, so there's, there's lots of opportunity, and then you have uh, the odds on all the divisions. I don't know how far down this will scroll for us, but you can see that the Bills are 12-1 to 1 to win the division. I don't know if they'll win the division, but there's a lot of, you know, New England at 1-5 to 5 or 1-6 to 6 or whatever that is. That's not, uh, that's not odds you want to wager. So there's value on the other teams, but... Um, you know, Tom Brady can't last forever. So uh, that's going to do it for uh, our football futures. So uh, I want to take a minute to uh, talk about uh, this assembly hearing that was happened on Wednesday in New York State, in Albany, uh, on sports betting. Uh, there, were, there was written and spoken testimony from over a dozen representatives of uh, the betting industry. And I'm going to go through that list shortly. I'm just going to pull it up here so it's ready. 
Um, and you can go to the State Assembly website and you can read the testimony or actually watch the video. It's probably not very exciting, but you can go through it all and read it. And I, I have uh, not all at once and piecemeal. Um, the issue garnering the most attention is mobile wagering. So you have many parties involved in this hearing and, and they all revolve, a lot of it revolves around mobile wagering, which is being able to place sports bets on your phone. And the current iteration of law that is already on the books in New York State is that come next month, we should be able to place over-the-counter in-person wagers at the four upstate casinos. And according to the tribal compact that New York State has with the tribal casinos, uh, they can offer whatever the state offers. So uh, they will also be able to offer over-the-counter in-person wagering. So uh, most of these casinos, uh, the three Turning Stone properties and the four upstate state-run casinos have already uh, are in the process. We're even right here in, in uh, Waterloo at the Del Lago. They're building their sports book, you know, as I speak to you, and they're making, they're making preparations to get ready to accept sports bets. Uh, so that's what's on the books, and that's what is going to happen before football starts. But what this hearing was about was the direction of sports betting and who was going to be allowed to be involved in sports betting. And uh, many of the sites, uh, some of the sports book operators, um, some of the uh, industry watchdogs, uh, well, the, the people who follow the industry news, not necessarily the watchdogs, have all testified that they would like mobile wagering uh, immediately. And there were some legal experts that testified that a constitutional amendment is not required to offer online wagering or phone wagering. And uh, you could argue either way, but uh, as it stands right now, uh, Governor Cuomo does not support mobile wagering at this time, and he believes that a constitutional amendment is required to allow mobile wagering. So even if they did pass a bill in the next 30 days and send it to the governor, there is a big chance that he would not sign it. Uh, so it's a long shot, in my opinion, that mobile wagering is going to happen. There are a few other very interesting uh, tidbits from this uh, that I want to go through. Uh, and uh, it comes from the, the tribal casinos, uh, the Native American casino representation, and the horse racing industry, the New York Racing Association and the New York uh, Horsemen's Association and the OTBs all testified uh, at this hearing. And uh, they had some very interesting things to say. And, and I kind of agree with the horsemen's uh, and the thoroughbred racing uh, lobby that they should be allowed to be affiliates of the casino wagering. And which means that they would be able to have in-person wagering at horse tracks and at OTBs, which I believe would be very, uh, it would be good for the state. It would be more outlets where people could play sports bets. And uh, it would be good for everybody involved. Uh, the horse racing industry believes that if you offer sports betting and cut out the horse racing industry, that it's going to eventually kill uh, racing in, in New York State. And, and I tend to agree with that. They have to find a way 
because a sports book can offer horse betting, but it doesn't necessarily have to uh, uh, contribute to the parimutuel pools. So, you know, a company can come in like DraftKings will be here in Del Lago and they can offer odds on the on the, all the big horse races, but not send any of that money to the horse racing pools, which part of those pools go to keeping up the tracks and, and, and keeping up the facilities for the horses and keeping them healthy and everything. So, and then of course the tribal casinos uh, want uh, online wagering uh, if the state does go forward with online wagering and it's very unclear in their tribal compact uh, what, uh, what recourse they have. Uh, so that could end up being litigated. And very quickly, I'm gonna put up this page from uh, New York Senate, excuse me, NewYorkSenate.gov, and the hearing was on May 8th. So if you go to May 8th on the calendar, you can find all this information. And there's PDFs of everybody's testimony. Uh, you had um, uh, somebody from the PGA, you had somebody from the Coalition Against Gambling, uh, somebody from the NBA. There was somebody from uh, represented all of the uh, New York professional sports teams. Uh, there was uh, gambling compliance, uh, standard bread owners, uh, somebody from the players associations, uh, somebody from F FanDuel and William Hill and points bet, and uh, somebody from the OTB, somebody from Sports Radar, which is like a uh, company that keeps track of uh, betting improprieties and such. Uh, if somebody's trying to fix a game or something, there's betting patterns that will show up. Uh, very interesting. If you're into, you know, the whole legal side of it and the whole political side of it, it's uh, it's really uh, quite interesting. And I think uh, we'll know in a month. Um, as early as uh, May 28th, the state can release its uh, regulations on sports betting. And the day the day that happens, the all the upstate casinos can offer sports betting. So it'll definitely happen before football. But I hope it happens, you know, next month and. Then we can go out there and you know do some shows from out there and show you how it all works and it'll be very exciting so that's it for the uh, hearing on sports betting and there's more to come so stay tuned uh, let's move on to major league baseball friday we got a full schedule and uh, let's go through it uh, quickly as we uh, get close to wrapping up our half hour here brewers at the cubs this afternoon the cubs favored by 0.39 runs uh, good price on the Cubs there. Uh, Going to pass on that game. Marlins plus 161 at the Mets. Zach Wheeler pitching tonight. The Mets favored by exactly a run uh, by my model, by the way. That's what those parentheses indicate. Uh, minus 175 is too heavy a price for me to look at the Mets. Pirates uh, favored by 0.15 run, plus 125 at the Cardinals, minus 135. And that's what I usually look for, uh, underdog, you know, slightly favored by my model. My model loves the Pirates. I, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but... Um, that game is a pretty coin flippy game, so I like the uh, uh, plus 125 there. Padres plus 152 at the Rockies. Rockies favored by .33 runs, minus 165. That's a little heavy price to bet the Rockies. Uh, Braves plus 126 at Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks favored by .8 runs, minus 136. That's actually a pretty good price for somebody that my model likes that much. Uh, we'll probably not bet on that game, though. Nationals plus 176 at the Dodgers. Again, favored by .89 runs. And you can see the price on that game is minus 191. What a difference. 
Reds minus 142 at the Giants, uh, 0.09 uh, plus 131. Again, you got a very coin flippy game here. Uh, Giants getting really good odds. Uh, Luis Castillo pitching for the Reds. He's been pretty good so far this season. Uh, expect a low scoring game there. Angels favored by 0.53 runs, minus 175 at the Orioles, plus 160. It's one of those games where you don't get enough on either side to, to make you want to bet it. So let's continue with baseball. And we got the White Sox at the Blue Jays. White Sox plus 111. Blue Jays favored by 1.01 runs, minus 120. Very good odds for that. Um, Clay Buckholtz is pitching tonight for the Blue Jays, and my model really likes Clay Buckholtz. It seems like every time he pitches, my model likes the Blue Jays. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Mariners plus 171 at the Red Sox, favored by 1.4 runs, minus 186. Yankees plus 134 at the Rays, favored by .02 runs, minus 145. There's another coin flip game, and the Yankees are getting very good odds. I don't think these teams have played each other yet. Um, uh, be very interesting to see how that series go. I wonder if Aaron Judge will be back. Tigers plus 208 at the Twins, favored by .47 runs, minus 227. Uh, the Tigers getting plus 200, uh, assuming that they're, the majority of their starters are playing today. That that's a really juicy number. Uh, you know they're only favored by they're favored by less than half a run. So, um, uh, probably too risky for my taste. But uh, the, you know that's the kind of value that you look for uh, placing a baseball wager. Indians plus one forty at the Oakland A's. Uh, A's favored by point three three runs minus one fifty two. Too heavy a price to bet on the A's there. Phillies favored by 0.2 runs, minus 139 at the Royals, plus 129. The Royals have, to, you know, they seem to have these games where they score a bunch of runs and then they won't score any runs for, you know, very few runs for like three or four games. And they go through cycles like that. You know, I could see them coming out and, you know, scoring a bunch tonight, but uh, it's just not priced right for me. And then the Rangers plus 235 at the Astros, favored by 1.65 runs. Justin Verlander pitching tonight, minus 259. Uh, the Rangers can score runs. Uh, that's a really good price uh, on the Rangers. But uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to stay away from that game. But you, when teams get over 200 or 250, and plus 200, plus 250, and their starters are playing, I mean, that's those are, and just in general, two professional baseball teams going after each other, those are really good odds. And you don't see them that often. So that's a really high price. So we'll get to my picks in a second, but before we do, let's uh, take a quick look at the playoffs. Uh, on Saturday, we have the Blues at the Sharks. Uh, when I printed, when I typed this up, the Sunday game wasn't the odds weren't out, but uh, we have the Blues plus one sixteen at the Sharks minus one twenty eight. Both of these teams played game sevens. Uh, Blues won at home, Sharks won at home. I, the Blues are much better team on the road than the Sharks are. Uh, these teams are both, uh, they're fairly equal. Uh, I think the Blues actually have a little better goaltending than the Sharks do. Um, Sharks definitely have more experience. I, I like this number, the Blues. At plus 120, I would really like the Blues. Uh, but I'll take it at plus 116. We'll see where it ends up tomorrow because the game's not till tomorrow night. So um, don't have a pick on the Sunday game, so we'll just wait and see what happens until next week. But uh, uh, we'll take the Blues in that. There's not much point in betting the total either. So uh, just to wrap things up, as we get near the end here, we're going to go with my picks, and I've got a bonus for you today. So uh, for, excuse me, hit the microphone. 
for Friday night, we've got the Pirates money line plus 125 on the road uh, against the Cardinals. And then we've got the Giants money line plus 131 at home against the Reds. Uh, and then on Saturday, I'm going to take the Blues money line plus 116. And I've got a bonus NASCAR pick for you. Uh, I didn't really go over all the stats, but uh, uh, the Kansas race is this week, and it's usually a fuel mileage race. But uh, one driver who is exceptional at Kansas is Martin Truex Jr. And uh, he has won two of the last four races there, and he has led over 20% of the laps that he's raced there. And uh, he's plus 550 to win on Sunday. So I, any, I like anything over 5-1. to one. So I'm going to take Martin Truex. This is a, an official play for my bankroll to win on Sunday at plus 550. So we'll see how that pans out for me. Uh, but uh, there's one or two other drivers I like, uh, Harvick and uh, Blaney, but uh, Elliott. Uh, but Truex knows how to get it done. So I, I, uh, I like him to take care of business on Sunday. So that's going to do it for our program. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And what I'm going to do is uh, play the outro music for you, and let's get some winners, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.